Welcome. Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. I, uh, gentlemen, can you hear me okay? Yeah, there's a little static, but yeah, that was that was odd. That was an interesting intro. Uh, I'm here with Jacob Bartley, Justin Marsalis. How you guys doing? While I figure these technical difficulties out. Championship. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my real life self's doing okay. My fantasy self is, you know, hanging on with one leg, but. Still Jacob, here. don't be so hard on yourself. You are in a fantasy championship. That is a feat within I itself, know. my friend. I like it's how so... he differentiates himself. That's the best part. Yeah. It's so greedy to want to be in more when you got into one. But no, it's not. I wanted more. I'm disappointed. I'm more disappointed that I didn't make the other ones than I'm happy that I made one. <laughs> Look, yeah. this is how I equate it, right? You think about baseball. And like a great batting average is like 300, maybe like 330. You're really only getting a hit every three times out of a 10 at bats you take, right? So in fantasy, if I play in two out of six leagues and I make the championship in two out of six leagues, uh, someone's going to have to give me the percentages on that. But I'm assume I'm hitting a pretty good percentage. Uh, I don't know math, guys, and I didn't mean <laughs> to put myself on the spot like that. But with that being said, Justin, how is your fantasy outlook for the championship week get any matchups or are you playing for third i'm in three leagues i got i got one championship and one third and we pay out thirds so i'm still in it to win it in my book so i have two big games coming up that i'm looking forward to how about Money you leagues i am like i said i am in uh two championship games one against your brother and in another league that i did not play with you guys in and I feel like it's going to be an uphill climb in both of those leagues. But uh, I'm excited nonetheless. Do you guys just, feel confident about your championship matchups? The confidence, I would say, to go back to Jacob's statement, as he said, his real life is doing right. His fantasy, not so much. At this point, I don't have a real life. So I feel very confident that my fantasy, <laughs> I am fantasy at this point. I'm doing all the... All the min-maxing, I'm trying to get it right. I feel really good about my matchups because Jonathan Taylor is going to bounce back for 50, and then we're going to get some other magic that I need with. So I'm feeling confident. I'm excited for this week. It all comes down. This is what we play for. That is indeed what we play for. And if you're still in the running for your championship, then it's time to get down and dirty. And before we do, we want to thank everybody for stopping by. Be sure to like and subscribe to us. If you do, you are guaranteed to possibly win your fantasy matchup this week. Yeah, and I just want to say you can find us anywhere you listen oh. to your podcast. Wait, what was that, Jacob? Oh, I, I thought you were done doing the intro. I was just gonna say, like Justin said last week, you turn into tune into first round fantasy. You're talking to some guys who make it to the championships, right? All three of us are in at least one championship matchup. Our our buddy Joe, who is a part of this podcast still, he just hasn't been on recently, is in two championships. So we're going hard. It's the winners. We go hard in the indeed. We're I'm playing some competitive leagues. Good fun. Because Joey and uh, Gabe's matchup, one of us is bound to be a champion no matter what. So that's good record. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> point. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, where was I? Uh, you can find us anywhere on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at First Round Fantasy. Guys, big injury news. A 
couple of these are going to fizzle into the waiver wires. Again, it's a Tuesday show, so we have a chance to talk about these waiver wire picks. If you're in the championship week, you're likely not competing with some of these guys who are, you know, bidding for these players like you are. Most of these guys are out of the race, especially if you don't play in keeper or dynasty leagues. Uh, but nonetheless, it's still thrilling. And these are the guys that you need to look out for because someone like James Robinson can go down. Torn Achilles, such a sad, sad thing. That's going to definitely linger on into next year. But because of that, does somebody want to pronounce that name for me? Dare? Oh, I will no. just say Dara. Oh, <laughs> how about we just say the, the the second string running back? Dude, you guys are amateurs. Dude, Dare Ambawale. That dude is tight. He's good. Yeah, Dare Ambawale. Here's my question then. Um, <laughs> do you have faith in him against the Patriots' defense? Now they're not the Patriots' defense of earlier this season, but. They still play rookie quarterbacks pretty well. Trevor Lawrence is behind helm. Is this a guy that you're expected to start in your first, second place matchup? Or if you're playing for third, is this a guy you're willing to plug into your lineup? If so, over who? Because he's one of the guys that's going to be on your waiver wire this week. Yeah, I I mean, it's the Jags, so it's hard to get behind anyone on that team. And they're playing a tough matchup. But uh, desperate measures call for desperate times. We hit some. It's hard to say because, like, for example, I lost Daryl Henderson, but I technically haven't had that dude for four weeks. So it's kind of like you might have to plug and play one of these guys in, and that's the state of running backs right now. Luckily, Mitchell might come back. That could help some players. But if you have to, it's it's not the worst start. I'd rather start him than any of the Ravens running backs and a couple other backfields like uh, Buffalo. So it's not the worst start, but you're not excited. So are you starting Darren Ungum? Oh, my goodness. Are you starting the Jacksonville running back over, let's say, someone like Chaba Hubbard or Amir Abdullah, who was one of my dark horses last week and failed miserably? Uh, Hubbard, possibly. I would have to look. I don't I don't like that offense. They play the Saints, and the Saints are trying to get in it. Uh, he hasn't been even getting that much run as of late. I would definitely start him over there. And you said Amir Abdullah? Yeah, which is uh, Hubbard's uh, running mate. Same thing. I would easily start uh, Angunbalwe over them. Angunbalwe. I'm just going to go for it. I like the confidence when you pronounce names, Justin. Let me give you another scenario. Let's just say DeAndre Swift plays, because this could go two ways. DeAndre Swift plays. You're starting DeAndre Swift without a doubt over a guy like Angunbalwe? Yeah, if he's healthy and activated, you have to. Fair enough. Let's say he sits. Let's say he sits. Are you starting guys like Joe, uh, Javante Williams and uh, Chris Reynolds over somebody like, I mean, we saw this guy come in and instantly get 16 carries. He was the only guy in the backfield that mattered. Whereas Javante Williams and uh, Chris Reynolds, they split backfields last week and they equally were meh for fantasy. So in that situation, who are you starting? I think I, you know, the more and more I think about it, I think he's probably a guy that you would pick up. If you have start sit decisions like the ones I'm mentioning right here, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, I I would roll with Dare just because he's going to be the only one there and he's going to get all the touches. I know it's not a great matchup with New England, but I, I would still roll with him just because he's going to get guaranteed volume. And I think I like the guaranteed volume myself. So. 
definitely with that being said, I think he's a waiver priority with that. And uh sucks to be James Robinson, but James Robinson owner should be confident to plug and play him this week. I'll give you the hardest start sit. Do you start on Gunbale or Rex Burkhead? <laughs> Ugh, that's Burkhead, Burkhead's on fire. He got lucky with a couple touchdowns, I think a goal line and then a nice big run, but uh, it's the Texans. So can you trust them? Uh, it's, it's hard. And I see a lot of people asking because that's how bad running back is right now for some people who actually made it to the championship and third place game too. So <laughs> I'm curious. Well, I, we might be talking about Rex Burkhead later, so I'm going to save my thoughts. Ooh, All right, save your thoughts, you. save your thoughts. Before we get into any other ones, <laughs> i got to put the comment up here. Joseph is offended at me for ignoring his text earlier, but somehow he knew that I responded to Jacob. I don't know what you're talking about. Jacob and I haven't texted at all this week. Oh, wait. <laughs> In the same group chat, I guess we did. Yeah, uh, I think you referred to the, at, to the group chat. At first, I thought, I was like, how does he know Gabe responded to me? I was like. But no, Here's what I'll chat. say, Joe, and I, I'll keep the comment up there. Um, for anybody who will and continues to listen to this podcast, the Justin Morsaz and Joe Smashaz of the world, they play a game, and I don't play it. And the game that they play is an interesting one, and it's very hard to explain. And Jacob has started playing this game within the last couple of seasons, too. Oh, and I do not indulge. Well, congratulating your opponent on the win before, before the it matchup? It is the most... You guys are hold on. That is not what Joe. That's not what Joseph's talking about. That is one hundred percent what Joe is talking text about. about how it. Some, somebody in our dynasty league constantly hooks you up with win now players. That's oh, what he was talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, oh no, no 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 no. Yes, he he was that he was referencing true. the before text. All I'll say is this: I do not partake. Therefore, I usually go dark. I remember last year specifically uh-huh. when I played against Justin. Uh-huh. I ignored Justin the whole week, and he texted me in the group chat. He texted me, he texted me personally, and I never responded to Justin because I didn't want to hear any of it because I didn't want to fall for those Jedi mind tricks. And I was successful, and I got a steep hill to climb because Joseph's team is pretty tough in Dynasty. So I am keeping my mouth shut, Joe. That's the reason why I didn't want to uh, text you back. But I will answer your other question here. Niners playoffs lives on the line. You benching Burkhead. Ooh, he's saying that because of the matchup. Well, again, like Jacob said, we're going to be talking about Rex Burkhead here in a little bit. Let's continue to talk about some of those guys on the waiver wire. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 2IR. He was my fool's gold player last week. Again, I had mentioned that the pendulum had swung. Michelle came out, had another great game. However, word has it that Cam Akers is scheduled to make a return. Guys, crazier things have happened under the Sean McFay offense. Is there a world where you see Cam Akers coming in here and getting, I don't know, 10, 10 carries? That's enough to eat into a Sony Michelle workload. Therefore, are you scared to start Sony Michelle championship week? We had this exact same conversation last week about Henderson and Michelle. So how are you feeling this week? No, it's it's Michelle's job. And I look on in any redraft leagues, I see people adding cam Akers, but he's you're not going to start him uh, unless you absolutely have nobody but you even if they say hey i'm gonna he's gonna get five touches or something i'm still not starting him it's it's sony michelle's job and that's i think that's kind of maybe not intelligent from a uh looking out for cam Akers standpoint to work to let him play a lot unless they really need him in the playoffs well exactly and that was my point the team has uh playoff aspirations for sure, 
they they're expected to make a deep run, which means he may become more useful in the fantasy uh, in the NFL playoffs as opposed to the fantasy playoffs, which are of course championship week this week. No one's no one's taking Cam Akers this week and plugging him into your lineup. I'm just saying, are you worried about Sony Michelle? Justin, any thoughts? Uh, no, I mean I was considering it because I was thinking like, do they want to get him running for the playoffs? But then I would say the best case scenario, this guy gets a gimme goal line touchdown just to get his field goods up, which would be bad for both parties. But I'm not confident starting Cam Akers unless McVay comes out and says he's our guy. He's our number one. No matter what, he's getting all the touches. And I promise you that. So that will never happen. So I'm never going to I'm not jumping that quick on his back. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely keeping an eye on it for for uh, uh keeper status next year that's that's the only thing i care for acres at this moment and we will certainly be talking a lot of dynasty and keeper things as the season uh fades for the fantasy perspective before we get any further can you dance for us there you go alex glad i could help you out <laughs> nice. um, wow, they jo- got you to Jake, do it. Uh, joseph also came back Jacob, the Sony Michelle truther <laughs> gave up on him coming into the season. Maybe one season too early, Jacob. Yeah, I was hey. talking about this year. You got when I said it two years ago, I was talking about this year. You guys of didn't course, know. That's what everyone implies. They're yeah. always talking in the future. So, Jacob, yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, let's continue to talk about those Niners. They pop up on your feed every single week because there's so much fantasy value there. However, with Jimmy Garoppolo looking pessimistic in terms of getting the start this week we might be expected to see trey lance under center again can we expect the typical production from guys like ayuk kittle and debo samuel and company with lance under center now the last time trey lance had a start was in week five that week debo finished as the wide receiver 21 ayuk was virtually absent 70th elijah mitchell was the 40th running back that week and kittle was of course injured now adding kittle back into that mix and you know trey lance with a little more confidence i think this team can still see production what are you guys thinking are you nervous for those Debo samuel owners those aok owners i'm going to hand it over to the niner fan himself jacob bartley what is your take here yeah this is interesting i Honestly, I think we do need to worry a little bit about Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. Look, I don't think you're benching them either way. They, you know, they got you here. If you're if you're still alive, they helped get you here. That all three of them have contributed in some capacity in the in the past six weeks to get you here. So, I think unless you have a clear better option, you are starting them still but so there's really nothing we can do about this information but you do have to limit your expectations with those guys when trey lance because we've seen we got an example of what it can look like when trey lance starts earlier in the year when he started against arizona so and look debo still popped off for a, a few big plays but it's definitely like I never thought I'd say I I want Jimmy Garoppolo I would want Jimmy Garoppolo to be fully healthy and starting over Trey Lance this week for fantasy purposes I would as a Niners fan I want to see what Trey Lance can do the Niners still aren't in out of the playoff hunt I've heard some people say oh their playoff hopes are fading so they they should see what they got with Trey Lance that's not even the conversation he we're still we're in the sixth seed right now in the playoffs so we still have a chance to make the playoffs and look 
Trey Lance probably gives them a better chance to win over a broken hand Jimmy Garoppolo. But for fantasy purposes, yeah, I, I'm in a fan in my championship matchup. I have Debo Samuel and George Kittle, and I'm not pivoting off of them, but I'm definitely worried. Definitely worried is something to consider. Justin, I'll throw it to you. What about a guy specifically like Elijah Mitchell? He's missed the last three games. He comes into this week likely to find action for the first time, like I said, in just about a month. However, if Trey Lance plays, last time we saw him in week five, he rushed the ball 16 times, um, which is interesting. I'd like to see what Mitchell did. I'll pull it up here. But what are your thoughts, Justin, about the entire Niners offense with Trey Lance under center? Even, let's just say, Jimmy Garoppolo plays. How ser- how worried are you about that hand? It looks like he tore a few ligaments, and it's not looking too good. Uh, I think I would wait for the reports to come out because uh, it – uh, I'm not saying that Shanahan gives up his hand on his running backs, but I feel like you can kind of read between the lines and tell who's going to be getting the workload. I will start whoever is getting the workload over there, if that makes sense. So Jeff Wilson, he's been getting some touchdowns with some DC carries. And if Elijah Mitchell becomes the guy who's leading the way, I'll definitely start him without hesitation. I'm not going to – who at this point am I going to start? I'm not starting on Buwale or Rex – uh, Rex Burkhead over him you know like if you're digging that deep start the guy that's been good all year so I don't I'm just gonna wait and see hopefully if I have both the Niners I'll be able to start one of them with confidence fair enough Elijah Mitchell because I wanted to just check the last time that Lance was under center he rushed nine times for 40 yards which is great but he only got nine touches so if Trey Lance yeah. comes out and he's running the ball 13 14 15 times in a game that might not bode well for guys like even Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell, because we've seen Debo Samuel get running work the last couple of weeks. So this is definitely a situation that you want to keep your eye on. Um, I'd say in all, the guy that I'm least not, or I should say the guy that I'm most worried about is a guy like Brandon Ayuk, who's been a reliable That's wide a good receiver point. the last yeah. couple of weeks. But, um, you know, if Lance does come up and he does start, I'm more worried about his production than I am Kittle or Debo Samuel. Yeah, and he definitely hurts the running backs too. And uh, I see Joe's comments. It's pretty long. I don't know if we want to share it. But I I was talking about the pass catchers. I think Trey Lance, that's a separate discussion. Trey Lance is definitely startable. It, it's risky because, look, look, Herbert struggled with tech, the Texans, and the Texans have played some teams very hot, tough. I mean, but, they just beat the Los Angeles Chargers, who were playoff bound this yeah. week, and they didn't just beat them. They murdered. But Trey Lance is a very different quarterback than than um, Justin Herbert is. And uh, Justin Jackson ran all over the Texans. So I think Trey Lance is definitely startable this week. Yes, 100%. Uh, and again, just to mention Joe's comment, I did throw it down there. The Texans, I don't think you can just walk all over them. I think that they showed last week that they still have plenty to play for. Davis Mills has plenty to play for. This could be a very competitive game, which actually also – makes it a more fantasy-relevant game for these guys that we're talking about. So I think to, to Joseph's point, thanks for the comment, that this game is going to see a lot of fantasy relevance. Uh, it's just a matter of who's behind center and who is the least productive. Uh, let's see what Gio has to say here. I'm facing two of these guys this week. I'm directing my questions to Gabe. <laughs> oh, of course, my man. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, I am playing – let's see, I'm playing Joe this week, so I can't take any of Joe's advice, but he's he's in the comments. So I'll, I'll be sure he's not baiting me with 
is you're going to do great this week, Gabe. My team's already questionable. See, you know, I just I don't I don't fall for it, guys. I don't fall for it. But Yo, thanks for stopping by, Gio. We appreciate you. Justin, comment before we move on. Gio's the most underrated fantasy guy I ever met, dude. He's always in it at the end of the day. I'm, I hate playing against him, but there's a reason he's there. We got to get him on the show one time, one time. Uh, I think I, I've become, invited him. He's he, he's ghosted he needs to me. Become more of a uh, more. I'll of a have person. to harass him. I'll have to yeah. harass him. With that being said, again, Gio, all the props to you. Um, yeah, and you know what? I, I might as well say it. We play in that startup dynasty league. Jacob and I, and Gio's also in that league, and he knew going into the season he was going to tank, and he got all. And his team just looks fantastic, ready for next year. And he's got like two or three first round picks. So three first round picks, the most Ooh. stacked receiver squad I've ever seen. And and no running backs, but he's gonna draft some. Yeah, he'll draft some. Hey, and randomly, like we, there's a bunch of our friends in that league, but the two guys who are in the championship are two of Gabe's friend that none of us know. So are those your teams, Gabe? Yes, I'm secretly <laughs> ghost playing, managing all of them. So be be ready for those <laughs> trades in the off season. Yeah. Um, let's talk about one more injury before we get going. I guess we don't really need to touch on Mike Evans. He's on the COVID nineteen list. Well, hey, he didn't really play last week either. Um, or I guess he did. He play last week. I have no idea. No, he didn't. He. I was he only play. worried about Antonio. He didn't Brown. play due to his hamstring, and now he's on the COVID nineteen list, so he's going to yeah, miss so again I, for sure. With this team in particular, uh, depending on how that matchup goes against Jacksonville, I mean, Tom Brady left early uh, in last week's game because they were coasting to an easy win. This would be one of those teams I'd keep an eye on. But you're starting AB. You're starting Tom yeah. Brady, and hope he throws for two and two twenty. To get you a solid fantasy out. How lucky those people who like picked up Antonio Brown or saved him and still have him for the championship game. Jacob, what I tell you, man, you, I could, I was trying to trade you for a win now in our dynasty league. You could have had him last week and for championship week and uh, might even well, next year. So my luck is terrible in that league. I lose the week before the huge explosion from T Higgins. So yeah, yeah, no one saw that coming. And of course, when you throw five for 525 yards like Joe Burrow did and four touchdowns. Someone's going to be on the receiving end of that. You people would have thought it would have been Chase. Uh, it was T. Well, Higgins. I had T. Higgins, but I was already out, so that ah, sucks. Fair enough. Do <laughs> um, you guys want to talk about Ceh? I don't know too much about this. Is he looking to miss time? What's going on here, Jacob? You want to fill me in? Sure. So he uh, he had a collarbone or chest collarbone injury, and they said he's going. He it's not a serious injury. He's not going to miss much time, but it's looking like he's going to be out this upcoming week. And that means move in Daryl Williams to that starting role. And we will talk about Daryl Williams later too. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Let's move into the waiver wire pickups. Real quick, we real already quick. talked about, Oh, go ahead, Justin. Have we talked about Wentz. Uh, we have not talked about Wentz. Yes. Calls have been out in place by the Indianapolis Colts to none other than their quarterback last year, Philip Rivers, who might field some entertaining value here to spice up your fantasy season <laughs> at the end. They have the Raiders this week. Carson Wentz may not play. Thanks for bringing that up, Justin. Uh, there are major implications here for fantasy players. What do you got on it? I'm pretty sure he's not playing just due to the time frame and his status. So all the JT owners might have to face a stack box, but that's against the Raiders. So I don't know what that means. Really. Hey, the Raiders who are playing for their fantasy, I mean, for their NFL playoff career, baby, just win anyway. I mean, I think Pittman's value goes down immensly, but uh, uh, it's not like you're ever going to start, uh, I mean, not start JT, but you might pivot off of a Pittman like, 
Pittman or Renfro? Pittman or uh, uh, Amon Ra? You know what I mean? That was well. While you brought this up, Justin, uh, and look, I'm not. This is not against you guys. So uh, look, I have Pittman, and I have him in my starting lineup right now. On my bench is Odell and Terry McLaurin. I'm very scared to start Terry McLaurin right now. He's been not his fault, but he's been awful this week. So. If if Wentz misses, I don't know. I might lean Odell in that situation against Baltimore. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, you got to look at those options, but time will tell. Maybe miracles will happen. But yeah, that's a hard decision you have to face. Yeah, it's it a crazy situation is. there. Nobody thought they would have been that. They would have been feeling this way with Terry McLaurin. Uh, I myself am also feeling very gut wrenching pains for Terry McLaurin this week because I just don't know what to do with him and I'm likely not going to start him either but thank you for bringing that up Justin that's a major one that we missed there let's move on to our waiver wire pickups now we talked about Devin uh or Dare Ungunawale um he looks to be a major pickup but who is your preference is he the number one guy this week I, I see Trey Lance there on a lot of waiver wires are you confident starting him in championship week? Like, what are we doing here? Are we going to get that irrational on the championship week where it all counts? What are you guys thinking? What are some names that you see on the waiver wire? Again, Rex Burkhead, Darren Allenwale are the running backs. Uh, Trey Lance, the quarterback there. What are we thinking? Uh, my favorite probably will have to be a full game out of Boston Scott against the Washington football team because – Sanders is gone. Uh, Scott doesn't need a lot to do a lot, and uh, I think they can score a lot and hope he gets in the end zone. That's that's my goal with him. That's not a bad one. Uh, we'd have to get a look on how Jordan Howard's doing, but he hasn't been doing much since he's been back. I like that. I like it a lot. That's a juicy mass-up against Washington. Jacob, you got another one? Yeah, so I – I don't know how this is possible, but I, I really like KJ Osborne. We've talked about him throughout throughout the weeks, and he's 34% rostered in Yahoo. And look, he's he's been up and down, but even three out of the past four weeks, he has over 14 fantasy points. And even if look, we know Thielen might not play. If he does, is he hundred percent? I really like I really feel comfortable starting KJ Osborne, honestly. And Look, some of these guys are like you never thought we'd be talking about, like Rex Burkhead and Josh Palmer and Isaiah McKenzie from the Bills. But I, KJ Osborne, people are sleeping on him still. He should have been rostered, honestly. Uh, Ever like since Steelen's gone down with injury, I think he's been a reliable fantasy innocent. I'll, I'll hand it over to the Vikings uh, main man over here. Justin, what do you got to say? I need you to understand this about Osborne, though. I think he's also a second-year player. I should know this, but he's not a rookie, is he? He's a second-year 2020. I don't believe yeah. he's a rookie. Nobody no. talks about him as he's a, part of the he's rookie a second class. Year. Yeah. He's a second year. So the thing you need to know, he scored over 10.6 times. In five of those games, he got touchdowns. So he's pretty That's much a- down – Touchdown or bust. So you need to understand that. Although his target share is getting seven to nine uh, with a three sprinkled in. So it's not like he's getting bad targets, but you got to know it's all JJ. It's all JJ all the time. And when KJ breaks over the top, that's usually his game. So just know it's a boom potential with a small ceiling, if that makes sense. But he needs a touchdown to do well. Yes. And he is a second year guy, like you just said. So thank you for bringing that up, Justin. 
Uh, Joss Palmer was another good name. I, I don't think he really matters too much. No one's going to be stretching out there to, to start him. There's a lot of good other wide receivers out there. But uh, for Dynasty and for Keeper Leagues, he's someone to keep an eye on. I, I certainly have a few shares of him in Dynasty, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Philip Lindsay, any love for the Miami Dolphins running back? Justin's shaking his head. I mean, Lindsay is – all right, I guess, but I don't know. They kind of love Duke Johnson lately, right? Uh, I know Lindsey got 13 carries, but no one in that backfield is strong. Like, I want to start him. But him and Duke both got the touches, and I don't know. Duke had a great game two weeks ago, so I probably will lean Duke if reports say otherwise I'll switch. But I, I don't like that backfield. Like, I rather – there's another point. I'd rather start on um, Gunbalwe over Miami's backfield too. You know what I mean? So – Fair enough. Tough so if we're prioritizing these running backs here, we have Darren Ogunawale, um, let's see, probably then Rex Burkhead, then Philip Lindsay in that order. Safe to say? Yeah, I like that. Phillip Fair Lindsay's enough. Let's talk about there. wide receivers. You touched on Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I think this all depends on if Cole Beasley is healthy or not, and it looks like he's probably going to make a return. Is he? Mm. And if he does, then that becomes a little well, legitimate for him and Gabe Davis, it's it's COVID related. They they were on the COVID list. They're both unvaccinated, so they couldn't return. As Gabe Davis is definitely out. Uh, yes. I haven't heard the the latest from Beasley. Let's see, Cole Beasley. Nonetheless, so he's, he's a speculative ad at best. List. Yeah, yeah, he's a speculative ad on best. Maybe a one hit wonder that nobody saw coming. Uh, but if you started him, great choice. Uh, and then let's talk about QBs, guys. One of them I'm going to be talking about soon, but Troy Lance, if he's out there, are you ballsy enough if you're starting someone like – let's just say you've been streaming all year long and your quarterbacks have been guys like Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, um, you know, a couple of other names out there that might be able to float on by. Is Trey Lance someone that you're going to rely on in championship week? In that situation I- – you know, I got to know the exact like starter sit, but I would, I would look for, if I've been streaming and I made it this far, yes, I would look to Trey Lance because that rushing upside is insane. And at the very least you want to block your opponent from picking him up and starting him against you, honestly. So I, I say yes, but if you made it this far, you likely have a solid stud there. Like I, in the one championship that I'm in, I have Josh Allen and I have Jalen Hurts on my bench. So it's like I would I'm not going to start Trey Lance either o- over either of those guys. I think most people have a stud right now, but if I was streaming I would consider it. Trey Lance against Houston or Justin Fields this week against New York. Trey Who Lance, would you start? Easy. Ugh. Trey Lance easy. I would more consider David Mill Davis Mills or Trey Lance is more even the reason I don't mind starting Trey Lance is because Davis Mills has been throwing. So I know there's going to be points to be scored. So I might roll the dice, but I don't like Trey Lance. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would search elsewhere, but it, I, you can do worse. You can do much worse. I think. Worse, much worse. Okay. Fair enough. I, like, I'm considering it. The reason why I Trey Lance I- played against Arizona, he had 16 rush attempts and 11 of them were designed runs. So I think that's like a running back getting 11 carries. So that means when Trey Lance is playing, they're going to game plan for him as a runner. Uh, the, the 49ers are offensively. So I don't think you should be sleeping on him that much, Justin. 
on who? Trey Lance? Yeah. I'm not I'm not sleeping. I never said it's bad, but no, I think he said he'd rather start both of them over a guy like Justin Fields. I'll never start Justin Fields ever. But basically what I'm saying saying you'd rather start Davis Mills over. Yeah. What I'm saying is there's you're in the championship week. There's 10 to 12 teams in your league. You're telling me Trey Lance is gonna finish top 10. That's where I'm saying I'm uh, that's hard, dude. There's amazing quarterbacks still playing. So I, I don't know if he would be startable unless someone's hoarding like three great quarterbacks, you know? That's how I feel on it. Yeah. I mean, every single league is different, so we'll, we'll never know. Let's see here. I know I can find it. So I'll, real quick, Quail Man asks, Lamb or Lockett? I mean, on, for me, I go Lamb easy. I don't even think about that, honestly. I don't know. You're making it seem like it's a lot further than it is. Uh, Lockett had two down weeks recently, one which he didn't play, but before that, he was doing really well. But and the- not to say that Lamb has been amazing this year, he hasn't. I mean, he's an amazing receiver, but for fantasy, he hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Cowboys versus Arizona, and you got Lockett versus Detroit. Mm. I go, I go Lamb because the shootout is destined to happen. Look, the, the Cowboys have been porous i mean they had that huge blow up against washington last week but i think the talent sides with lamb i like Dak prescott more than i like russell wilson the matchup has to be with lockett in detroit but i'm going lamb as well and just so you guys know trey lance finishes the qb 20 with his 16 rush attempts and 69 yards. Yeah, it wasn't great. We knew it was disappointing, but I'm just saying the opportunity is there. The opportunity is totally there. No, you guys have me thinking this, and the only reason why I wouldn't consider starting him in one league is because I know that Joe's starting four Niners against me in another championship matchup, and I just don't want to start Trey Lance there. Um, So that's why. So I'm really trying to buy time with guys like Taysom Hill or Justin Fields because of their rushing upside. But that's a topic for a different day. We've already discussed a little bit about them. Thanks, Quail Man, for the question. Let's see the rest of his lineup. Hurts, Elliott, Mixon, uh, Duke Johnson, David Johnson, Amante Brown. I love this look. I love how he's locking Amon Ross St. Brown in his lineup. Like he's not even thinking about benching him and he's thinking about (laughs) benching Lamar Lockett. But that's how good Amon Ross St. Brown has been. So thank you, Justin, again, for sniping him from me in the Dynasty draft. Dude, uh, uh, I-, I wanted to talk about it. There hasn't been an opportunity. I think last week's matchup created him being a quarterback-proof wide receiver, which is kind of crazy. But I want to say last six weeks, he's top four receiver. I think I read that, but don't quote me. The dude's been great, though. He's definitely winning people weeks. Yes, 100%. Amara and St. Brown, Justin saw it first. He heard it first, which means you heard it from first round fantasy first. I'm on St. Brown in your fantasy championship. The Not even thinking whisperer. about it. That's what we're talking about, Quail <laughs> Man. Uh, yes, the wide receiver fantasy whisperer. Guys, let's move on and talk some dark horses this week, championship week. But before we do, we always have to reminisce about the prior week before. I went with Amir Abdullah thinking about that juicy matchup. And it was not juicy, and it was ugly, and he did not do well. So I was a miss. Cole Komet against Seattle for Jacob, uh, which is weird. I, I thought he was the guy that caught that last-second touchdown, but uh, <laughs> even with it, which I think it was him, I know he didn't have a good game. No, uh, he didn't a have a touchdown. I mean, he had four for 49, which, look, I'm sure PPR that's like is top, good. 
I'm sure that's like a top 12 tight end performance, but I was expecting better. Fair enough. Miko Hardman versus Pitt. He had the long touchdown. Uh, and I think Hill was actually in, so he was a hit yeah. regardless. Good one uh, for Hill, you, Justin. Hill actually, Again, wide receiver guru. Hill actually busted big time, but he basically didn't play the second half because they were monstering those uh, Washington football guys. So it was a weird he did play, but he didn't play type of situation. Fair enough. He Fair lost enough. people weeks, I'll tell you that. He definitely lost people weeks. But you know what? He's prone to do that. Like he's we we always talk about Tyreek Hill. He shows up, he doesn't show up. He wins your weeks, he loses your weeks. It's just the kind of fantasy production you get from a guy like him. Let's talk about this week championship. Ride or die. Jacob, who are you going with? Who is your dark horse of the week? Yeah, so my dark horse, and dark horse is a relative term, but I just want to say this is my must start of the week because I listen to professional analysts talking about the ceh injury and talking about daryl williams and they're they're like oh we you gotta pick up Derek gore he whenever he gets 10 touches he scores over 10 fantasy points and i'm like that's cute but look what daryl williams was doing during the time that ceh was out he was borderline in rb1 and and he i had him in a couple rosters and i was starting him every week and i just think if CH is out, I, I think you slide Darrell Williams right in. And I'm telling you, I think he's going to be an RB1 this week. That's why I, I think people might look at him as a flex option, maybe a back-end RB2 with CH out. But with CH out, to me, he's he's locked in, getting you over 15 fantasy points. That's what I'm going with, Darrell Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm passionate about it, so there we go. And because like he's that. passionate, it's fact. That's what I like, Jacob. <laughs> I love the passionate. Pat, Pat, what, how would you say? Oh, I love the passion. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any thoughts, Justin? Mm, their backfield is not my favorite, but I understand the logic. And they're playing Cincy, who throws bombs. So I don't see why that's not a good play. And look, Daryl Williams, he's very active in the passing game. Have you guys watched the Chiefs games when he like catches like deep touchdowns, too, in the end? Like it's not just a, a short pass; it's they're deep throws. Oh, so I want to say he runs the wheel for them a lot. It feels like, yeah. Even when I watch him, just the eye test, he's been so impressive. Like he's a, such an underrated back. And I don't know his contract situation, but yeah, if he if he's a free agent, he can be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, I see that. With that being said, Justin. Who's your dark horse of the week? I'm going another shot in the dark, kind of. No one really likes starting him, but they should. The boy Jalen Hurts. Uh, you're <laughs> looking for a QB. I, I've i started him a good amount, but he's fringe top 12, so it's like not the sexiest start. But they're fighting to play in the playoffs. They're playing the literal worst, and probably last week has a lot to do with it, the worst passing D against QBs in fantasy, and that's the Washington football team. So this is championship week. Those legs are good. They lost Miles Sanders, so maybe he gets to – it's not like he got touchdowns anyway, so there's nothing for him to continue to vulture. But you understand the logic. His legs plus a bad defense, uh, ride Jalen Hurts to a championship Super Bowl win. That's what I'm calling this week, and I'm putting him in wherever I have him with confidence. Jacob? 
So this was Jalen Hurts, right? This yep. was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's starting him, right? That's my yeah, thought. So, is that most well, that's people the thing. are starting I mean, him? I would have expected hotter for me. I said I have I mean, him and Josh Allen in the league, which I it's because somebody dropped Jalen Hurts and I picked him up just to block him from other people picking him up. But and I I never started him over Josh Allen. But I, I you never know. Like we've talked about it just in how you can't make trades at this point. There's not a a you know a must start quarterback on your waiver wire unless maybe you know we already talked about it you guys don't think trey lance is a must start so if he is out there like you wouldn't start him over jalen hurts so you know it's tough there could be teams out there who have a comparable option or a better option and they're thinking about it so so i could see that i mean think about it he's right now in our wonky quarterback in beers he's 10 q the 10th qb i don't know where that stands He's above Kyler Murray. He's above Derek Carr. He's above Lamar Jackson. He's above Tannehill, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you have Kirk Cousins and you have Jalen Hurts. Maybe you got uh, uh, Wentz who's out. You're going to put him in. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm not – I wouldn't get cute and bench like Josh Allen for him. That's not what I'm saying. But I, if I'm looking at Cousins or Hurts, I go Cousins. Carr or Hurts – I'm sorry, Hurts or Cousins, I go Hurts. Uh I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say bench like Matthew Stafford for him. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm not getting cute and playing Trey Lance over Hurts. That's my point. I think I'm you're, I enough. think you're in the right direction because I think after last week wasn't, he didn't win you your week last week, right, Jalen Hurts. Some would say looking at that matchup against the Giants, his perf- it was a disappointing fantasy performance. So. I see where you're coming from. There might be people thinking, ooh, I'm going to pick up Trey Lance and start him over Jalen Hurts. And you're saying, nope, stick with Jalen Hurts. He's going to get it done for you. And and I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I might. I, I have to really think about it. And I'm not joking when I say this. If I had Kyler and I had Hurts, I might start Hurts over Kyler. That's how it's been. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not to me getting cute because you got to realize what's happening. Dallas, it has potential to be 35 to 40. You know what I mean? But yeah. Dallas's defense is really good. Like they get interceptions all the time. So what I would get hurts against Washington or Murray versus Dallas. I mean, it's closer than I think anybody yeah. wants to agree to. You know what I mean? So where are you willing to draw the line? Jalen Hurts top six quarterback this week, top eight, top ten. I'm saying top five. Top five. There we go. Yeah, I'm saying top five. See, That's so he four. is taking a I'm, risk. I put him yeah. saying he's going to win you championships. Like, it's going to be a beautiful, like, week for him. There you go. He's locking it in. Jalen Hurts, top five for championships. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was listening this whole time. Where Where's the ceiling for this guy? Top yeah. five makes there him a go. dark horse at that point. Hey, we I got there. Game. If it makes you feel better, I'm tempted to say top three, but there's some juicy matchups no, for take some quarterbacks. <laughs> you got top five. There you go. Right, go. I got to be go. honest, guys. Uh, we have some comments here. I want to get to those really quick. And it also buys me time because I have literally been on the fence with my dark horse this entire time. I just want to give everybody the best possible dark horse I could give them. So I'm taking it down to the wire. And while I do that, let's read some comments. Daryl Williams in Cincy or Sony Michelle in Baltimore. Jacob, put your money where your mouth is. Who are you starting this week? Daryl Williams. I mean, Michelle. that's a great question. Who are you benching? Like, who's the rest of your starting lineup? I, I could actually, I could see this because you probably weren't Michelle. starting. You probably weren't starting Daryl, so because he was on your bench. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 
the Rams use their running back more effectively for fantasy than the Chiefs do on a on a consistent basis. So I'm going Sony Michelle on this one. Yeah, I'd go Sony Michelle as well. Uh, Justin, what about you? I think it's closer than it you think. Like Sony really only has two great weeks and one decent yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but that's because those want... are the weeks where he actually got to start. Other than that, he hasn't been noteworthy because, I mean, you got to think when he's played, he's been good. Okay, so he says he has JT and Montgomery. Oh wow, I don't. So, I might start both of them. If you're starting Montgomery, I might start both of those guys ahead of Montgomery this week. But just to answer, Justin your... hates Montgomery for some reason. He goes out and gets 20 fantasy points, and then Justin's like, "I still hate him." Dude, he got 21 <laughs> carries for 45 yards is not good. I understand he got in the end zone. I mean, I'm not taking that away from. I, I'm just looking matchups. I, I liked both those plays, but no. I, Gun to my head, I'm probably doing Daryl Williams because they're going to need to score oh, against wow. Cincy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I'd go Sonny Michelle there. So there you have it. Uh, who was that? Quail Man? Hope, oh, no, I'm sorry. Tristan Bruce. Hope that helps you out. Uh, you have two guys going Sonny Michelle, another guy going Daryl Williams. So thanks again. Tristan, second week in the chat, man. Appreciate you stopping by. What up? Uh, so I guess I'll get into it really quick. Guys. I, I think it's hands down. My dark horse this week is going to be Boston Scott running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's a plug-and-play option with Miles Sanders out, Jordan Howard questionable. Even if Jordan Howard does play, um, this is the run-heaviest team. And it's weird to say that because they've had this complete transformation throughout the season of being a pass-heavy team, not knowing what to do with Jalen Hurts, to literally doing everything through Jalen Hurts and running the ball doing it as well. Um, which makes Boston Clet, Boston Scott a clear-cut play against a struggling Washington defense. So that is my dark horse this week, Boston Scott. I will say this. I was going on the fence with guys like uh, Justin Fields and Taysom Hill. I think they both actually have really horrible matchups, and this is a perfect segue into our fool's goal players. These aren't my fool's goal players per se because I have another one out there for you. But Taysom Hill and Justin Fields, they're guys that I, I thought I'd be wonderful to start them. I think I'm going to look to start Tua Tungabailoa over both of them against Tennessee. Um, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Again, that wasn't my full gold. I'll get into it in a minute. But while we transition, let's make a clear, nice, straight transition. So I'll start with you first, Justin. Let's talk about your fool's gold player for championship week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fool's gold is Josh, Mr. Jacobs of the Raiders against Indy. Um, Indy's a stout D. They're still playing for it. I know that the Raiders want to win, and I know he gets volume. I'm not saying you should bench him, bench him, but you really need to temper your expectations because this guy's not popping off for a 30-point game by any means. He gets a lot of volume. Like, I mean, look, at he, he played Denver. 27 carries, 129 yards, but that's it. Like, I think he fumbled in the game too, no? But anyways. Uh, he did I, lose a fumble. He recovered it, though. He recovered it. I, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it against the matchup at all. I know you cannot bench him, but if you need some boom potential in your flex play, this might be the reason is what I'm saying. So uh, he's projected for 17 and a half below for sure. Fair enough. Jacob, any thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, it's it's an interesting call because 
considering how dire things are with all players, especially running backs, you definitely can't bench Josh Jacobs. But like we said all year long, these this we're not saying bench them. It's you know it's lower your expectations and maybe add some more pop to your lineup if if you might need it. Yeah, I mean the last three weeks he's been average at best. He's he's not giving you duds, but he's not giving you those star performances like you want. And it doesn't get any better with Indy. Um, that might change a little bit depending on how game script goes. Like you said, we talked about Carson Wentz earlier, but you know it's a good pick nonetheless. So I like it. Josh Jacobs against Indy. I'm hoping he goes out and balls out, baby, because we need it. Raiders are going for the playoff push. Super Bowl bound. Here we go. But there was your sleeper or your fool's goal player from Justin, Josh Jacobs. Let's get to a comment here. Uh, Gio Ramos. Let's play this scenario. A person in last place with the first waiver wire pick gets a high value player. Their best friend forever is in first place. Is this collusion? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I don't think that's collusion at all. I'm big on not shutting down the waiver wire whatsoever. Um, for teams that are considered not in the playoff hunt anymore. So, Geo, if this is a league where, the, you know, if it's just a redraft league and these guys have nothing to play for, you can consider shutting down that waiver wire for the teams who are no longer in it. But if it's keeper league, dynasty league, anything like that, the waiver wire is wide open for the taking, man. I have no problems with it at all. What are your thoughts, guys? I'm not understanding his question. What does he mean? I, I so took me a second saying, to get it, yeah, but I, I understand so let, now. Too. Here's the scenario. Um, let's just say, I don't know. Let's say Jonathan Taylor's on the waiver wire. Nah, that doesn't – let's just say someone this week is on the waiver wire. Darren uh-huh. Olingawale. Uh-huh. And you really need him, Justin. You really uh-huh. need him. You need him so bad. You need that plug and play, right? Oh, oh you're saying the but, last place is poaching the player for no reason. There you go. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I, I think that is collusion. If they actually what? talked about it behind the scenes and were like, Hey, if I'm like, Hey, Gabe, go pick up Dare. So Justin can't have him." If I tell him that, I think that is, if Gabe had no intention on picking him up at all. Yes. That's collusion. Oh, it's literally the, the definition of, the of collusion. <laughs> I think it's part of the game. If you're, if you play in a redraft league, I guess, and no. you don't want teams getting, in on the waiver wire action, then once the playoffs come, anybody who's not in playoff contention look doesn't get the waiver wire. I'll say I I think it I think it's playing dirty. It's it's allow if the platform allows that player to pick them up, it's fair game. They can do it. It's playing dirty. It's not illegal in fantasy because the platform is allowing it to happen. But well, yeah, I'll say I'll say for sure if there was a conversation to do that. That's collusion, and the only way you can prove that is if someone admits it. But outside of exactly. it, it is what it is. If you want to set it up where if you're not playing for a game, you can't do waivers, uh, that's the only other way around it. That's a very interesting question. I'm curious Listen, now if that I'm, happened to somebody. Oh, it happens to people all the time. And I'm one of the fairest guys I know. Trust me, I'm just a fair guy. And I brought a similar scenario so that things like this wouldn't happen, uh, which was – that waiver wires run congruently throughout the week so that every single day you have to put in a claim for someone. So it gives everybody ample opportunity to go after the one player. Instead, what we usually have happen is news break and Justin's at work. Jacob's at work. I'm at work. News breaks that Sony Michelle busted his ankle. So Cam Akers skyrockets to the shoot boards. Everyone goes to pick him up. 
then it's like, well, great. I didn't get that news in time because I was too busy working. It's not my fault you sit on the couch all day. Just kidding. He probably was at work on his lunch break. But you get my scenario here, and this is the same type of realm of question that you would have. So with that being said, if you play – if Geo, if this is a redraft league, you shut the waiver wire down for any team that's not playoff bound, leaving it to the people who are eligible and still competing for first through fourth place. That's my thought process on it. So, so it, knowing Geo, if Geo's asking this, it's something that's happening right now in one of his leagues, honestly. So I'm trying, I'm trying to figure and out because Geo has which league he's talking most about. Of his leagues, it's probably one of the leagues that we play in. Him All I know, out. it's not involving me, so I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. But just because of that, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go pick up all the high players in every league I play in with Geo and hope I get it. <laughs> Where were we? We're on dark horses. Uh, we're on dark. We're on uh, no fool's gold players, and we already got Justin's. So Jacob, let's hear from you. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going with Rex Burkhead of the Houston Texans, and the reason why I chose him is because look, he had a monster game: 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns, uh, in. Full PPR, he came out with 33.9 fantasy points. Monster game. So you see that and you're like, ooh, I'm starting him next week. But look, you got it. They were playing the, uh, I was going to say San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers who have one of the worst run defenses in, in the entire league. On top of that, this week he's playing the San Francisco 49ers at in San Francisco or in Santa Clara, I should say, who are, and Joe alluded to earlier in the chat, who are fighting for their playoff lives. They have the 60. They basically, every game, these last two weeks are a must win for the 49ers. And we, we, we've we seen how tough they can play. And that, it has to be a the right game script for Rex Burkhead to even have these type of opportunities. I do think he's going to touch the ball 15 to 18 times, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of production out of that. So my fool's gold is Rex Burkhead this week. I hear you, Jacob. Justin, what do you got? I mean, I see it. I understand it, but it's sometimes you don't have many options. So I can't, I can make the argument going the logic you brought, but I can also see the volume that's potentially there that I wouldn't want to pass up. So uh, it's hard to say. I, I wouldn't say it's an easy call, so I like it. It's interesting, too. I, uh, as I started over my words, you look at a team like the Houston Texans who have a lot to prove. I mean, beating the Chargers, a team that was playoff bound and expected to come into Houston and just trample over the Houston Texans, they were stomped and in the best way possible because they did the stomping. So now you now you head to San Francisco. Davis Mills has been playing great. That team has been looking great. Um, I think it's going to be a competitive game, and because of that, I think Rex Burkhead does find a little bit of success. I just I don't think he's going to be a complete dud. And I think, like Justin mentioned, and like you mentioned, Jacob, off of volume alone, it'll be interesting to see what he can do with it, uh, and hopefully he falls in the end zone. So I totally understand where you're coming from, J- Jacob, and I also understand where you're coming, Justin. So I guess we'll just kind of leave it at that. That is Jacob's fool's goal player for week 16 or week 17. That is, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. hard to think of championship week as week 17, but <laughs> that's how it is now. And I, I love it. Honestly, I love that. It's like the week after Christmas. Yeah. For Instead sure, of man. the week of Christmas. That's true. 
it gives us a, like a little extra present even after Christmas, especially if you're in a championship matchup. Um, I'll touch on mine really quickly here. I mentioned Justin Fields and Taysom Hill earlier. The New York Giants, they've only been allowing 6.7 passing yards per attempt the last over like the last five or six weeks. That's a standing, that's outstanding. Uh, and Taysom Hill is horribly inaccurate. And to, to say that you want to rely on the rushing yards of these guys is a gross understatement, considering that they are also going to be forced to throw the ball against, believe it or not, pretty good defenses. So I would stay away from those guys. But my real fool's goal player here is going to be Chase Edmonds, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Listen, man, comes out off the IR, 16 carries, eight catches. Things went every which way for Chase Edmonds. However, that was without James Conner, and that was in a very negative game script as the Cardinals are, again, just kind of slumping as they scratch and itch their way towards the playoffs. Uh, with that being said, if James Conner does make a return, you can expect that workload to be cut in half, and obviously the value of those touches decreases as well. So Chase Edmonds is a guy that I'd keep my eye on. Um, you're unlikely to find a pivot at this point, but considering he was on the IR for the last three weeks – You've probably been starting other people over him in his replace, um, you know, via his replacement. So those are the guys that I'd probably look towards. Um, if you have any of those guys, or if you have different thoughts, I'd love to hear them, Justin or Jacob. Let me let me let me hear what you got. Um, it's hard for me to bench that guy because he's gonna probably get a lot of work against the the Cowboys. Is what I'm leaning on. So I be pretty hard pressed unless I'm stacked to bench him. That's just where I stand on him. The Dallas Cowboys have been the number one defense over the last five weeks against the run. That's another thing that we have to consider here. They've been a huge fantasy asset too. I, I, I play in a league and I haven't even been thinking about the Dallas Cowboys defense. They've just kind of been like steadily on my roster and I just like start them every week. I don't know why. Usually I'm really more like, into it like researching defenses and matchups and lo and behold i'm looking at the dallas cowboys and it's like 16 points 23 points hey they won week points. they won matchups last week they've won that 23 fantasy points last week so the defense has been playing really well um and again kyler murray's been struggling this team is limping towards the playoffs and if james connor comes back i don't really like it man i'm not a big fan which is why i'm fading and again justin said you don't you can't really find an argument to bench him I'm just saying temper your expectations. That's all. Yeah, so it's similar to the that, Josh Jacobs argument from earlier. It's like you're probably going to gonna start him, but you don't feel great about it. Every guy we talked about for our for our fool's gold players, we have the same argument for and the same yeah. argument against. These guys are going to get volume. It's just unlikely that they're going to produce the way we would want them to with those touches. Absolutely. That's all we're saying. Hey, we got uh, a first-time commenter. Keith Barnes. What up, Keith? What's How going you doing, on, man? Bye, man. Big Keith how in the could, house. How could you do that? A first-time commenter when we didn't even get the other comment in the chat. Johnny Quest. You guys trusting Cooks and Lance this week? What are you thinking? Are you still talking I'm about trusting Brandon, Brandon Cooks? Cooks? 100%. Yeah, well, he was on the COVID oh. list last week. Didn't get a chance oh. to play. He makes his return this week. I'm starting Brandon Cooks. He's been pretty darn reliable all season long. I'm starting him. Yeah, I, I don't know what your other options are, but look at him the same way you looked at him before he went on the COVID list, basically. Yep. Hope that helps, Johnny. Uh, as far as Lance is concerned, we, we talked, talked about, about him <laughs> in depth, man, in depth. 
And I think a lot of us came to the conclusion that we might start Lance this week if he plays over guys like Justin Fields, Taysom Hill. Um, so something to consider. I think he could be a, a lower end top 10 option. I'd say top 12, but yeah, still QB1 for sure. Now let's get back to Keith. How you doing, man? Welcome on in. We appreciate you. That's all I got. Did we Anything review else, guys? our last week's start, uh, Fool's Gold? <sighs> no, it's okay. We, it up, we are, I went with Darrell Nobody Henderson cares. Against right, Minnesota. Fine. That was a hit for me. Jacob went with Devin Singletary at New England. Um, he had a good game. A miss. And Antonio Gibson. Justin there. I brought it up so you can say it's a push. He did find his way in the end zone. It's a pretty good fantasy a day. What, in my I, opinion. what I love about these running backs is they're so garbage that they get the carries, but the only reason they did well is because they're touchdown. But I guess that's just part <laughs> that, of the game. I but mean, it's true. It's like they just rush we, so poorly. It's gross to watch. No, I, when Devin Singletary got that touchdown, I was like, damn it, I got my foals gold wrong. And it's the only, the touchdown is the thing that makes the difference, right? Yeah, it does with it, low ends like this, but that's what we play this game for. We got to, we got to find, uh, we should have played him. But yeah, yeah, we don't have to talk next about year that. for our fool's gold. We'll have to we'll have to stagger our guys in categories. Like if if Antonio Gibson is a fool's gold, then we put it in terms of fantasy finish. Is he finishing as a low end RB two? Meaning is he finishing between sixteen and twenty? Yeah, I mean we do that sometimes, but we don't plan for it, right? Like yeah, well, now we need to plan for it. Yeah, for these damn pushes that Justin yeah. wants. I agree. Um, <laughs> no, but before Anyways. we get out of here, I do want to say Gio mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and so did Johnny, is RIP to football legend John Madden. Uh, crazy, uh, and Johnny also says RIP legend John Madden. It's crazy they just released that documentary, All Madden, on Christmas Day, and then oh, he passes right. away a couple days later. That was interesting. I mean, he was 85, so he lived a long, amazing life. But still, still pretty sad. I just got the new Madden too. So, dude is a legend without a question. Oh, I love how you looked up, Jacob. That was actually touching. I loved it. <laughs> uh, I will play a game of Madden 21 in his honor after I get off of here. So, one of the best gaming franchises, if not just a little, you know, let's add some hey, tweaks now. R- real but, uh, quick, nonetheless, before we go, one of the best game franchises. Go ahead, real quick. Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. Are you in any world starting Keyshawn? No. He had a beastly run, and they're talking really nice about him, man. That's great. It's so hard. to. I think, look, didn't all of his fantasy points come from that one run? Mostly. He had a 55-yard bomb. That's about – and seven seven, uh, touches for 70 yards, one 55 and a touchdown. So, yeah, you could say pretty much all of it. Yeah, But they love him. Did you hear what Arian said about him? Dude, he'd been saying that for like two years that (laughs) – uh, Keyshawn Vaughn's gonna blow up. Like he's been, he said that two years ago. So. Dude, maybe some of these coaches know what's up because we gave up on the boy Rashad Penny, and now the boys waited games for you. Yeah, dude. but you gotta wait a few years until it comes ah, to fruition. All right, all right. I think it's sneaky, but I think it's a de- dynasty play more so than anything. Oh else. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay, okay. Fair enough. Well, there you have it, folks. That is week 17. Now, we didn't talk about this before the show, but we're likely going to take a break after this, guys. We're going to enjoy the playoffs. We're going to come right back to you before we get to the Super Bowl and uh, give you some of our picks. That's always a fun show. Talk about our fantasy season, how we ended up doing our MVPs, things like that. Yeah, we'll do a 2021 wrap-up show for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. Also giving you our Super Bowl picks, but I think we're going to take some time off here. So it's sad, but we'll see you guys soon because we got plenty of stuff planned for 2022 and beyond, and that includes next fantasy football season. You guys have been making it great for us all season long, and we hope that you take that with you into your championship matchup and do great things and, again, win your matchup. With that being said, feel free to like and subscribe if you like what you heard today. You are guaranteed to possibly win your fantasy matchup this week. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So be sure to look us up. And you can find us on social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at First Round Fantasy. Justin, send us out of here, man. Something good this week. Please end on a good note. I got nothing, man. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. <laughs> he oh, literally God. wrote as soon as all he right. said that in the thing to it. I got nothing. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't Jake, you got anything? Hurts when Jalen Hurts knocks you out. All right, that's it, baby. Championship week. That was I have, awful. Nothing, I have nothing, man. I'm so tra- I'm so dialed in. I don't have the zings and the zags this week. All right, next oh, year I'll be fully prepared. Jacob, you got anything? I don't, but happy New Year, baby. Fair. Hey,